Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on for you? Baseball. This is Peter Panacee, associate editor of NinerNoise.com, part of the Fansided Network, and you are listening to another episode of the Niner Noise podcast. Kind of a somber episode, of course. Uh, recording this here on a Tuesday night news in that legendary uh, NFL head coach and broadcasting legend and video game icon John Madden passing away today at the age of 85. Uh, just an absolute NFL legend and, and certainly left his mark not just on the world of football, but certainly just in the world of, of sports and American culture. And I think anybody who had heard John Madden's voice, even if it was just on video games or whatever, you never forgot it, and if you were lucky enough to watch his broadcasts of uh, actual football games over the years, uh, even more lucky. So, uh, all due condolences to condolences to his family and, and loved ones, and uh, certainly remembering John for everything he did for the sport and for American sports culture as well. And interestingly enough, I've I, I've got my own little John Madden story. Very very inconsequential, nothing really too crazy to it. But years ago, when I was writing for Bleacher Report, I was on assignment to go interview Jerry Rice and Steve Young. And, and that, that's a, you know, that's a pretty good assignment right there. And I was with Jamie Neal. Um, some of you might know Jamie pretty well, was writing over at Niners Nation at the time. And so uh, we were sitting there in the media room waiting to go through and do our interviews. And, uh, you know, we're meeting with Jerry Rice, Steve Young, everything's great. And all of a sudden, in walks John Madden. And we were both starstruck. It was literally just like, there's John Madden. Like, like that's John Madden walking by here. You're kidding me. And it was, it was phenomenal. It was super cool just to, just to be in the same room as a legend of, of John Madden's ilk and caliber. And so I, I'm thinking about that. It was absolutely fantastic to, to at least just have that chance to, to glimpse on him. And, and I know that he influenced a lot of what I do and what a lot of us do here. And 
he won't be soon forgotten. Um, that's that's for sure. So, again, a somber note. Uh, John Led- John uh, Madden passing away at the age of 85. But nevertheless, we, we continue forward and and try to just uh, you know make the boat most out of this season and 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 take away what we can. So, of course, uh, getting back on track here. I'm sure we could talk a bunch of NFL stuff all night long, but. You know, rather than doing that, let's focus a little bit more on the 49ers. Plenty of news going on in that front in the wake of their Thursday night football road loss to the Tennessee Titans, 20-17. to A game that really did kind of show you a lot of why the 49ers are ultimately going to be moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo uh, now sooner than later. And I don't really know if there was going to be a later anyway because we are towards the tail end of the, of the season and, and eventually into the playoffs. But you saw why. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo going out there under the bright lights of primetime national audience, throwing two interceptions, um, you know, a, a third interception that, that could have been overthrowing Kyle Juszczyk on what would have been a walk-in touchdown. You saw the mistakes. And and I, I don't think there's really too much poignant to it other than that. And 49ers coughing up a game that for the first half they were dominating. Now, it wasn't exactly all on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the 49ers' third down defense was absolutely atrocious in that game, as I'm sure everybody would, would recognize. And Titans going 9 of 16 on third down attempts. And uh, it, it seemed like at least half of those third downs were like third and forever plays. And so much like the 49ers' loss way back um, earlier this season against the Indianapolis Colts, not necessarily just chuck the ball up and hope for a pass interference call, but certainly just chuck the ball up and good things are going to be happening. And uh, if you're a Titans fan or a fan of A.J. Brown, who had 11 receptions, 145 yards and a touchdown, yeah, things went well for him and Tennessee. So nevertheless, 49ers fall to 8-7, and seven, and that put <laughs> a pretty precarious uh, hold on that number six playoff spot, even just a playoff spot in general. Uh, 49ers, of course, now can't win the NFC West. They were fully eliminated uh, over the weekend, but they're still very much in contention for a playoff berth, holding on to that number six seed. But the playoff picture got a little bit more interesting, so to speak, because the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints could have potentially derailed the 49ers' plans of getting into the playoffs. So the Niners do have those head-to-head matchup wins over the Minnesota Vikings, who are in contention, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are currently in the seventh seed, and the Atlanta Falcons. But if there's a three-way tie, (laughs) uh, the head-to-head matchups go out the window, and it's all about conference records. So the Niners could be in a very big pinch if the Saints would have won against Miami, and eventually all their things come into play if, if New Orleans would have won out. Uh, 49ers losing some more games, what have you. A million scenarios still scenarios still yet to be determined here. But nevertheless, the Saints did lose to the Dolphins. 49er fans can be happy about that. And uh, so the Saints go from the number 8 seed down to the number 10 seed. And the Niners have a little bit more breathing room here. So getting into this whole playoff scenario thing before we kind of shift focus to the, the big news surrounding the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. If the 49ers wind up beating the Texans in week 17 at Levi Stadium this Sunday. And if the Saints, with Ian Book under center perhaps, if they lose to the Carolina Panthers this upcoming weekend, uh, the 49ers would be in. So that would be the playoff scenario that I think really does help the most. That's about as simple as as it gets. 
So Philadelphia is still in that number seven seed, hanging on to that final wild card spot. The Vikings, number eight seed. The Falcons also in the, in the number nine seed. And uh, the Saints drop down to that number 10 seed. So there's your situation. And of course, you're going to be looking at the, uh, <laughs> at, the, at this Texans game and thinking to yourself, okay, you know, the Texans are terrible, right? They're, they're awful. But it's not necessarily a gimme game that you might have thought it would have been. If you're looking look at what happened over the weekend, maybe you weren't paying as much attention because it was the Christmas holiday and 49ers have already played. So, hey, you know what? It's, it's not football I'm going to really pay attention to. And, and let's face it, you're probably not watching the Chargers and the Texans <laughs> battle it out. If you are, I'm sorry. But nevertheless, Houston pulling off a shocking 41-29 to uh, victory at home over the Chargers, and I don't think anyone would have saw that coming. But nevertheless, you're looking at a Titans team that's still ranking in the bottom five, both offensively and defensively. So not exactly a, a big threat there. Uh, rookie quarterback Davis Mills has had some moments, um, but nevertheless, if the 49ers stick to their original game plan that they should have had against the Titans, don't turn the ball over there's a reason to believe that this should be a pretty one-sided victory. And uh, the Niners, according to our partners over at WinBet, are going to be, are opened up at 12, as 12.5 point favorites. So I'm not really too big into betting. You know, I pay attention to lines and, and money lines and, and spreads and things like that, but I don't put any money down myself. Uh, usually when you get into the double-digit favorites, uh, it's, it's a little bit of an interesting play. Some might, people might say, hey, look, just choose the uh, the Texans to cover. Why not? In this case, uh, no. <laughs> 49ers should, should win this game comfortably. And just to get it out of the way, why not just make that our prediction and we'll say the 49ers win this game by a score of 27 to 14. How about that? Uh, why not, right? <laughs> now, of course, there's a wrinkle in all this. And this is kind of the big crux that I want to get to. So in a little bit of, you can call it a controversy, you can call it, uh, conspiracy theories, whatever you want to say. But on Monday, head coach Kyle Shanahan comes out and he tells the media that Garoppolo suffered a UCL sprain in his throwing hand when he was taking a sack um, against the Titans. Now, this prompted a little bit of, of, of I guess, call it a Twitter sleuthing, if you would, going around the web, and and, and let's make no mistake, uh, the, the post-game interviews are available. You can find them on, on the 49ers website, on their social media accounts, on YouTube, whatever. So you can watch Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not really favoring the hand. You know, he, some, you know, he opened up a bottle of water even and didn't seem to be bothered by it. So was this a phantom injury? You know, maybe, maybe Kyle Shanahan has just had enough, but he doesn't want to completely throw Garoppolo under the bus, so he concocted this injury that's one conspiracy theory. Now, do I believe that? Absolutely not. And the reason being is why would Garoppolo sign off on a fake injury just because, you know, Kyle Shanahan is, is tired of him. Yeah, you know, Garoppolo's camp, his agent, they wouldn't do that in a heartbeat. They would be like, no, 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 no. So interestingly enough, adding more smoke <laughs> to look at this fire and trying to find it, Shortly after Kyle Shanahan reported to the press that Garoppolo had suffered this sprain, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that it was indeed a sprain, but also a fracture. So Kyle Shanahan was asked about this, of course, during the initial press conference, and he said, no, it wasn't fractured. 
uh, Schefter disagreeing with that report, reporting something else, saying that it indeed was fractured. Now, that's going to prompt the question. What happens with Garoppolo this weekend? And what happens going forward? So, again, I'm not going to pretend to be a medical expert. I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, okay, well, you know, so-and-so suffered a, a similar injury and missed three weeks, so that's what Garoppolo's going to miss. Or, or, oh, he, you know, if he puts on a brace, he can throw okay. I'm not going to do any of that. The 49ers are, are, are likely going to downplay it. Why give advance warning to the Texans of who's going to start under center? But, of course, there are third parties out there who will say, mm, injuries like this tend to take this long, and, and medical opinions, too. That's that's kind of the the, the, the gist of this whole thing. So one of the things that, that, that caught my eye, and there's actually a, a kind of a, a breakdown, if you would, um, of the 49ers quarterback situation, what might happen from this point forward. Trey Lance is probably, probably going to wind up getting the start in week 17 against the Texans. Um, based on a number of, of, of medical tweets out there, the, the, the most conservative is saying probably not going to be a good sign for Jimmy Garoppolo to start. And some reports saying that he could be out five to six weeks, you know, if surgery is an option or what have you. If it's five to six weeks, that would effectively mean Garoppolo's time with the 49ers has come to a close. And the reason being is the only way that Garoppolo would suit up for the 49ers again is if San Francisco somehow made it to the Super Bowl and was playing in the middle of February. And I think based on what we've seen from this 49ers squad all season long, you're not going to be banking on that. You know, perhaps the Niners can get in the playoffs and surprise a team. Right. I mean, we've seen some wild wild card weekends over the years and and gosh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think of the New York Giants <laughs> right back in uh, what was it? 2011, just kind of surprising people. Right. Just like what happened there? Um, we won't talk about the 49ers game, though. But nevertheless, like you think about uh, certain teams that just managed to get hot at the right time. This 49ers team's got too many deficiencies for that, especially in the secondary you know, just it, it doesn't have the arsenal to fully contend while going on the road and beating, I don't know, an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team, a Tom Brady-led Buccaneers team, even a Matthew Stafford-led Rams team. I know the 49ers have had the Rams number over the years, and they won earlier this season, one more game to play uh, to close out the regular season, but not going to be something that I would put in my prediction pool. So yeah, maybe the 49ers upset a team in the wild card round, but let's be honest here, it's not going to be a Super Bowl year. So if that's the case, then yeah, you're, you're, you're probably looking at the very real possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo has played his final game with the 49ers. So getting back to the, the whole Schefter versus Shanahan reports, right? Shanahan saying it wasn't a fracture, Schefter saying it was again, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any inside scoop on this or knowledge. I haven't heard anything other than just speculation, but the speculation seems reasonable. It's very possible that someone in Jimmy Garoppolo's camp, perhaps his agent, and, and let's face it, agents talk to <laughs> insiders around the league all the time. In fact, insiders often get their source material from agents. Perhaps it's it's Jimmy Garoppolo's camp saying, no, it's a fracture. It's an actual fracture. It's not a, a mere sprain or anything like that. That way, if, if Garoppolo does go out there and play, or even if you know, there needs to be some accountability for him playing so poorly against the Titans, especially you know, in the second half, aside from that final drive, 
then maybe that's the reason why. Because obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo's camp, his agent, and, and certainly himself too, he's going to be looking out for his own future going forward. I mean, you're not talking about, hey, can you mend the relationship with the 49ers? You're still under contract for one more year in 2022. You know, that's $27 million. Maybe you can you know, smooth things out and delay the Trey Lance taking over the starting job for another year. That's that's not going to happen. Let's let's face it. Let's be honest and 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 see the see the truth here. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is gone after this season is over. Not just because of on-field limitations, not just because of injuries, not just because the 49ers it, it, you know have a number of other players they need to extend or resign. You know, Nick Bosa is not going to be cheap. Debo Samuel is not going to be cheap. The Niners will probably want to bring DJ Jones back. They probably want to bring Lakin Tomlinson back. Those guys aren't going to be cheap. The only way that you have enough money for all that is if you part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it financially, that's that's really what it is. You know, it comes down to that. And then on top of all of it, the 49ers investment for Trey Lance last spring, giving up three first-round draft picks, two future first-round draft picks, of course, and then a third-round pick to grab Trey Lance at number three. That should tell you everything you need to know. So there's a very good chance that we've seen the last of, of Jimmy Garoppolo in a 49ers uniform. And I'm sure we're going to revisit this in, in the upcoming weeks and certainly after the season. And, and, and once whatever official news happens, if, if Jimmy G's traded, if he's just outright released, we'll, we'll certainly discuss it then. But it's going to be very interesting to take a look at whatever Jimmy Garoppolo's legacy is with San Francisco and try to figure that out. You know, in some cases, yeah, it should be a good legacy, right? I mean, you think about when he came over to the 49ers in 2017. The Niners were in all-out rebuild mode, right? I mean, 70% of the roster had been turned over from the previous year. The situation at quarterback, you know, Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beathard, it was like, oh, man, like... Do I have to watch this 49ers game? Yeah, I guess I do. This stinks. Garoppolo comes in and solidifies that spot. Solidifies the position. The 49ers finished strong that year. Then, of course, you get 2018 in the ACL tear. And you're right back to pre-Garoppolo eras. Only Nick Mullins is, is, is the guy this time. And it's like, all right. <coughs> and then, excuse me. And then 2019 rolls around. Jimmy Garoppolo takes the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And, and you know, look, I'm, I'm not going to try to argue with anybody. Well, he didn't take him there. Or, well, look, quarterback wins and all that sort of stuff. And Garoppolo played a, a pretty big part in that. And he passed for nearly 4,000 yards on the season. Uh, I think still fifth best in franchise history. So, I mean, for, for in single season franchise history, that's a, a pretty commendable list when you think that quarterbacks like Joe Montana, Steve Young... You know, John Brody have been around before and, and, and have held the line. So, you know, 2019 was special. Garoppolo didn't do it all on his own, but he certainly helped in a big way. And then 2020, more injuries. And then 2021, you know, you're seeing what it is, right? There's, there's games where Garoppolo looks good, doesn't turn the ball over, the 49ers win. Garoppolo turns the ball over, doesn't look good, and the 49ers lose. And it kind of comes down to that. And so you have that consistency of being inconsistent with Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is something I, I, I made note of over at Niner Noise a while ago, that it's just, it's, it's consistently inconsistent. It's, it's, it's so, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him on a week-to-week -week basis, but that's the consistency with him. And ultimately leaving a very complex legacy 
of a, a quarterback who was 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 good enough to to win, provided everything around him was was going well. But ultimately, if it be through his own injuries and being unavailable, or through his own on-field mistakes and limitations, wasn't ever going to be enough to take the 49ers over the top. I don't know what his legacy is going to be in truth, and I think a lot of it's probably going to end up hinging on Trey Lance. If Trey Lance works out and becomes a very good quarterback, as I'm sure all 49ers fans hope he will be and, and, and believe that he will be, then Jimmy Garoppolo will be considered that bridge legacy, right? Hey, we tried to make it work with you. You had some moments. We appreciate you being a pro. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you took a lot of flack from from the fan base and people in the media saying that you're, you know, just kind of average Jimmy G and and a game manager and everything. You know, a lot of your your fellow teammates like George Kittle, Fred Warner, they defended you, said that you're an absolute leader and and that you worked harder than everybody else. The legacy is going to be complex. And truth be told, I don't think we're going to have a full appreciation of the legacy for some time. And a lot of that's going to have to do with Trey Lance, who very well could be starting his full-time tenure as a 49ers starter going forward. And so, again, you kind of get back to that point that we've discussed at so many periods earlier this season, especially when the 49ers were not playing well. Is Trey Lance is his development this year super critical? Is that something that needs to happen? Now, if you've looked at recent reports and quotes from some of the, the people around the 49ers, within the 49ers, you might be led to believe that Trey Lance is, is getting back onto that upward trajectory, right? The same kind of reports that you were reading during the preseason, during training camp, where it was like, my gosh, Trey Lance is just wowing people in training camp, doing all sorts of crazy things and making these insane throws and, and whatever. And you saw a little bit of that in the preseason. You saw some rawness there too. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, you know, then there was the reports that Lance had kind of hit that plateau, right? That that first real period of of struggle, of 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 challenge, right? Where it's like, okay, how do you deal with pressure? How do you recognize blitzes? How do you deal with all of that? And on top of that, there was that finger injury he suffered late in the preseason that apparently at least according to NBC Sports Bay Area's Matt Mayoko, uh, potentially hindered him into the regular season and even including Lance's one start against the Arizona Cardinals, a game that he he ultimately was on the losing end. But nevertheless, in the same podcast with uh, with Matt Mayoko and Laura Britt, it's called 49ers Talk, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, Mayoko reports that from a source high up inside the 49ers organization, Trey Lance is performing extremely well during practices right now. So that's encouraging. Another encouraging sign is that Fred Warner, even though he was defending Jimmy Garoppolo and saying, look, Jimmy's still the guy, he's our leader, what have you, also said that Trey's got a bright future and he's been carving up our defense in practice left and right. So that's encouraging. Now, does that translate on over to the field? Does that mean Trey Lance comes out here and and suddenly takes over under center these last two regular season games and all of a sudden the 49ers are in the playoffs? And nobody has any sort of answer for Trey Lance whatsoever. We'll see. You know, I, I, I'd bank that Lance might be slightly improved over what we saw against the Cardinals. You know, maybe a little bit more poised within the pocket, not taking off and running so much. Uh, you know, being a little bit more decisive with his throws, not too late on the delivery. You know, maybe we see that. But ultimately, I think you're still going to see a lot of those rookie mistakes and, and a quarterback who, let's face it, attempted only 318 passes in college, one full year as a starter. 
So yeah, there's going to be some growing pains there. And of course, going up against the Texans, you probably couldn't ask for a better scenario. Maybe against the Jaguars, or I wouldn't even say the Lions. Probably just, you know, the Jaguars might be the, the, the better opponent to face off against. <laughs> but nevertheless, the 49ers are at home. The, the Texans aren't very good. And as long as Trey Lance protects the ball, the 49ers' run game is back on point. 49ers' defense is, is okay, especially in the pass rush department. Guess what, Trey Lance? You'll probably wind up with your first win. What happens from there? We'll see. You know, again, I don't know. But it's kind of a win-win situation for Trey Lance if you think about it that way because, look, he's coming in. Of course, he's going to be under pressure. There's, there's no way around that. But you're facing a bad Texas team. You're at home. If the 49ers win, then great. doesn't matter how Trey Lance does. It does, but not to that same point. Hey, no matter what, you help the 49ers win. If the 49ers lose, then Trey Lance can still kind of deflect a lot of the criticism that might come his way. Because the argument's going to go back on Kyle Shanahan. It'll say something along the lines of, hey, look, you should have started Trey Lance earlier. Look, <laughs> you weren't going to get too far with Jimmy Garoppolo. You should have given Lance more time on the field. You should have let him work out with the ones more during practice. Whatever. So Trey Lance will take some of that, that, that blame and have it deflected elsewhere. And so it's kind of a win-win situation for him. But of course, as we're all very much aware, the ultimate best case scenario would be for Trey Lance to perform well enough, um, hopefully extremely well, and the 49ers to pull off this win against the Texans on Sunday. So that's what you're looking at here. The 49ers hosting the Texans, a chance to, to get that, that, that ninth win of the season. And you know, kind of as I mentioned this before, you know, a while ago, Nine wins should do it for a wild card berth. And, you know, there are some teams nipping at the 49ers' heels. The one that really, truly threatened the 49ers, of course, was going to be uh, the Saints potentially getting in there as a, uh, as, uh, as, a, as a team that could force a three-way tie in which you know, head-to-head matchups don't matter. So, anyway, um, that's kind of the, the, the point, talking point. So, nevertheless... Trey Lance likely to start this Sunday against the Texans. Nothing official of por- uh, to report, of course, from the 49ers end. They probably won't do that until very late. But if Garoppolo's injury does wind up taking a few weeks to heal, it's very possible that we've seen the last of him in a 49ers uniform. However, we'll discuss that on the other side of the, uh, the regular season and postseason. I'm sure we'll probably talk about it a bunch uh, up until that point. So before we sign off today and... And bid you all farewell. Just to, again, a, a quick favor. If you enjoy the Niner Noise podcast, either myself or Robert Morrison, any of the guests that we have on from time to time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Leave us that five-star review. Interact with us in the comment section, however it does. It helps the podcast grow, and, and we certainly appreciate it. It makes us uh, enjoy our efforts that much more. And additionally, make sure you head over to NinerNoise.com. For all of your latest 49ers news, notes, and analysis. And then be sure to give us a follow on Twitter as well. That's at SFNinerNoise. Again, at SFNinerNoise. And you can follow me on Twitter too if you're so inclined to do so and see all my crazy takes and rants and whatever. At Peter Panacee on Twitter. So once again, on behalf of Robert Morrison and the entire Niner Noise team, this is Peter Panacee signing off for the Niner Noise podcast. Let's go ahead and sound the horn.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.